Good evening, it is uh, Wednesday the 5th of August. Welcome to the latest instalment of our 1 to 11 uh, midweek podcast. This week we are doing um, 1 to 11 for all-time Ballon d'Or winners. I'd probably say, Jack, this is this has been a hard one for, for a different reason because we've been sport for choice in some areas and then had absolutely no choice in others <clears throat> because obviously there's only been one goalkeeper that's that's won the Ballon d'Or and only three defenders that have won the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, so, I mean, that was uh, simple enough to get those names on the team sheet early. Yeah. But, but then I'd say actually up front was relatively easy for me, but it was the midfield I struggled with. Yeah, so, so many choices and also a lot of, you know, a lot of um, midfielders that, you know, won it once. Um, so, you know, in comparison to some which have won it twice or three times but yeah you know you just the fact that they won the Ballon d'Or once makes them eligible for this and then you throw up the whole um the whole sort of argument of how good a career they had and simply just because they won one Ballon d'Or and they sneaked it one season they're now you know eligible in this sort of huge pool of players to to choose from I mean I've got a couple of players I'm sure you do as well that only actually won the Ballon d'Or once um, but because they're eligible for this and they had such a fantastic career and it was a surprise that they haven't won it more than once, it was it was quite a difficult decision to make. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's um so so much choice and as you say, there are some that actually don't come close. Yeah. But then there are some that um did come really close and it's a shame that you've had to leave them out. But hopefully because there's there's uh, two of us and so much so much choice as I say. We'll have a few different players. Yeah, we'll quickly we'll quickly run through um, between the two of us. What I'll probably do, I'll, I'll I'll give you what I've got for these four players, and then if you've got anything to add um, on the end of it, just uh, chip in if you're happy to do that. Yeah. Um. So goalkeeper is obviously uh, Lev Yashin, um, fantastic keeper. Obviously played um, at Dynamo Moscow for twenty years. Kept over 270 clean sheets and and saved 151 penalties in his career. Oh. Amazing stat. Um, won the Ballon d'Or in 1963. Um, for me, he's the second best goalkeeper ever to play um, behind Gigi Buffon. You might think otherwise. Is there anything you want to add about Lev Yashin? No, well, clearly, you know, well, he is, I don't know, he is maybe the best goalkeeper ever to play and the only one you could say you're quite right is Buffon yeah um but the the fact that Yashin has won the Ballon d'Or as you said in the introduction to this podcast uh, anything any of these players because they've won the Ballon d'Or it's clear that at one point they've been the best in the world yeah yeah so they're um they you know they the reasoning for them is all fair enough and Buffon has never won the Ballon d'Or do you think that's an injustice um, yeah, but Buffon's also been around at a time when there are more outfield players likely to win the Ballon d'Or. Mm. And also probably a lot more keepers. I mean, this isn't taking anything away from Yashin because it's got nothing to do with the statistics that he had, but there's all, there were also a lot of keepers that probably, you know, during um, Buffon's 20-year career, you know, could have quite easily pipped Buffon to the Ballon d'Or at a certain point. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You're right in saying that as well. Then three defenders. Uh, we can't really even put them into a into a proper formation as like three um, three centre backs because I'm I'm not sure they all were centre backs. One that was um, was obviously um, Beckenbauer. 
you know, we, we talked about him a lot. Uh, best centre-back ever to play the game um, in, in most people's eyes. Um, one of the best ever players to play football full stop, let alone, you know, centre-back. Um, had a 19-year career, over 550 appearances, 103 appearances for West Germany, um, and was known as the Kaiser, which obviously means the Emperor. Um, and he won the Ballon d'Or twice in 72 and 76. Anything you want to add on him? Absolutely not. It's uh, it's quite it quite um, conclusive, isn't it, really, why, yeah. why he won it? Yeah, it's enough said, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Cannavaro is the next one. One of any... Um, one of only three defenders to win it, obviously, uh, over 500 games in his career, over 19 years. Um, he played for Italy um, for around 17 of those 19 years as well, so you know, a massive career for, for country as well, which you don't get as much nowadays. Obviously a very decorated player um, and won the Ballon d'Or in 2006 while at Juventus uh, before moving to Madrid. Another iconic player, wasn't he? Yeah, as you say... Um... You know, such an illustrious career, and um, so many achievements and accolades. Won the uh, won the World Cup in two thousand six, which is the same year that he was, um, I suppose you could say, granted the the title of Ballon d'Or winner. Yeah. Um. So clearly, clearly, uh, deserves to be in the team. Yeah. Not not only because he's <laughs> one of three defenders to to have won the Ballon d'Or. Um. Well, he was in my all time greats team anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, um, definitely. Yeah, I'm quite happy with uh, the fact that he's here. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's nice to see. You know, I mean, there's so many defenders that you know, if they'd have just won one Ballon d'Or, they they could have quite easily squeezed into this team, and you could have had a could have quite easily been choosing from five or six defenders like we seem to on on most of these uh, midweek one to elevens. But um, yeah, shouldn't take away from the fact that he's only one of three choices. <clears throat> um, nonetheless, fantastic player. The third defender is uh, Matthias Sammer, uh, 13-year career, most famously at Dortmund and Dresden. Uh, played 51 times for Germany, won the Ballon d'Or in 1996 um, and regarded as the best or one of the best uh, sweeper defenders ever to play. Yeah, because he was originally a midfielder, wasn't he? Yeah. And then was uh, was pushed back into a defensive role, but, uh, you know... We don't have much choice. We've got no choice. <laughs> thank in, goodness. In, in, thank goodness in he was pushed think, into. Yeah. Thank goodness he was pushed into a centre back position. Otherwise, we'd have been stuck for our third defender, wouldn't we? Yeah, we'd have we'd have had two defenders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, that was that's the sort of uh, formality of of getting the uh, goalkeeper and and defence out of the way. That's probably the quickest um, we've ever got through a, a goalkeeper and defence for for both of us on one of these podcasts. Um, but I'm sure I'm sure we'll flesh it out with the rest of the team. Uh, I've got a feeling that we will have made a, a few um, different choices here. Obviously, you've gone for three at the back, but what is the formation with with the other players that you've got? It's a three-five-two. Three-five-two. My my favourite formation. Yeah, for these, seems to be. Seems for these be. Uh, fantasy teams, <laughs> I think it's just the I think it's just the easiest to do, and that's why. Every single week now, you just hear me say three five two, three five two. Yeah, and it um, kind of gives the, the the right balance for a concept squad, doesn't it? Especially if you've got loads of centre backs that you want to talk about, then you can still have two wingers, two strikers, and three centre midfielders. You can sort of cram an awful lot in, can't you? Yeah, it's, it, it is perfect, and and it's nice because sometimes we end up doing these uh, these really um, 
tight teams that are very central, like my manager team, which was a three, two, one, two, two or something. Um, so it's uh, it's nice to have a bit of a wider formation. Yeah, definitely. Uh, mine <coughs> could technically be a, a three, five, two, to be fair. It probably is for the same reason as you. Um, I have just broken the, the midfielders and called them wingers. So it, it's a three, three, four or a three, five, two, depending on where you're putting your wingers. Um, let's go for your three in the middle then to begin with. Okay, so I've gone for Zidane, Matos and Maradona. Okay. So I know that Zidane and Maradona were cams, but, you know, if uh, Sammer can be pushed back from midfield to centre-back, I'll push these back from cam to centre-mids. Yeah. Uh, and I think we, we talk about Zidane so often because mm-hmm. uh, somehow he always ends up in one of these teams because of the fact because of his quality and, I don't know, nationality of where he played and the fact he managed. But overall, it has to just be how good he was, which is the reason why he always gets into these teams. Um, obviously, I, I nearly said Ballon d'Or winner then. Obviously, he's a Ballon d'Or winner because <laughs> uh, he's in the all-time Ballon d'Or team. That's Andy. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he's just, just a fantastic player and... Um, one thing we always like to say is how the ball just stuck to his feet. Scorer of one of the best Champions League goals ever to be seen. Yeah. And uh, that just that just epitomises his quality, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad glad you've got him in the team because uh, sentiment got the better of me in this. So Zidane, uh, there wasn't any space for Zidane, but I'm, I'm glad you, uh, you managed to mention him. Uh, who else have you gone for? So... Obviously, uh, I've got Maradona as well. Yeah. Uh, amazing record from scoring over 100 goals in his career from a midfield position. Um, 81 in 188 appearances for Napoli, retiring the number 10 number for Napoli. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he is a, an icon. Just just turned that club around after his move from Barcelona and he, he will forever be regarded as one of the all-time greats. Yeah, absolutely. Biggest player to ever play at Napoli for for uh, for certain. After and you know, as you say, retiring the number ten shirt is the uh, is the ultimate statement almost because it's like nobody's ever gonna touch this player. You know, touch the yeah. the heights of this player again. Yeah, and such an such an important shirt number as well. You know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's not as if it's a. Uh, it's not like it's fifty six or something. No, is it? yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then, lastly, I've uh, gone for Lothar Matthaus. Yeah. Um, you know, captained West Germany to their win in the 1990 World Cup. Uh, he was named in that year European Footballer of the Year, uh, and in 91 FIFA World Player of the Year. Uh, holds the record of having played in the most World Cups, which is uh, five. Um. Yeah, just just an amazing player. He's uh, been speaking of Maradona. He's been described by Maradona. Um, so in his book, Yo Soy El Diego, uh, which means I am the Diego, he said about Matthaus, he's the best rival I've ever had. I guess that's enough to define him. Yeah, it's uh, and coming from a guy like him, that it's exa- that's exactly what it does. It defines him perfectly. Yeah, yeah, it's just just an unbelievable record. And I know he played in. Um, played in Germany for a lot of his career, which sometimes we uh, we say, oh, that, um, you know, 
I don't know, it, it doesn't make them as good because Germany's not as competitive, but he did have a move to uh, Inter Milan for four years, mm-hmm. 15 appearances for Inter Milan, scored 40 goals. Um, but his appearances in German football from, from 1979 to 2000, he played at Bayern Munich over two spells and uh, overall made over 300 appearances for Bayern Munich. He, he's a, a complete legend. Yeah, he's a very special player. Um, I think I know who you've gone for for your two wingers, so might as well go through those just because uh, I'm sure I've gone for the same choices. So I'll let you cover these two because I'm, I'm sure you're going to cover them well enough. Yeah, this one was very easy. Yeah. Um, it was Messi and Ronaldo. Doesn't They don't need too much explaining, really. Both the, the best players that we've seen in modern times. Yeah. Obviously, that question about who's better... Um, both both of them have won um, the most Ballon d'Ors ever. Obviously, Messi just won more than Ronaldo. Yeah. Um, there's that constant argument about who's better, but um, putting that aside for a minute and just appreciating how good they both are in different respects, um, they, they, it's criminal not to let them into this team with their, the longevity of their careers, their goal ratio, um, their achievements... They just have to get in. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Um, yep, yeah, I've gone for those two as well, so I'm not gonna not gonna dwell on those two um anymore. Three in midfield, I've gone for three completely different choices. Um, sentiment did rule on all three of these, but again, you know they're they're Ballon d'Or winners, so they're they're world class players. They have just as much right to be in there. Um, Modric is the first one. Obviously, only won it once, but it was quite a quite a nice story in the way that he won it, you know, obviously won it after the um, Croatia campaign in the World Cup um, and he was a, you know, a massive player for, for Spurs and, and is for Madrid. Um, I honestly believe he's one of the most underrated players, you know, people give him a lot of credit but, you know, you, you talk about who, who are the best midfielders ever to play the game in the modern era in, you know, and the likes of Xavi and Iniesta are mentioned and, De Bruyne is mentioned in the most modern respect than David Silva, but Modric is is not bottom. If you throw Modric into the mix of those players that I've just mentioned, he's not the worst out of a lot of them by any stretch, I don't believe. So um, for what he was in the career that he's had, the control of the ball and quality of passer that he was, um, absolutely fantastic player. It just dictates the game, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And still, and yeah, dictates being the operative word because he's still doing it. It's not. It's not past tense. Um, absolutely amazing player. Um, Kaka was the next one. Uh, you know, he was he was a magician on the pitch. He really was. Words can't describe the style that he had as a player. Um, hundred sixty one goals, hundred forty seven assists in five hundred twenty nine matches in all competitions in his career. He obviously won the Ballon d'Or in 2007. Um, quite the record, that goals and assists, considering he, he wasn't a striker. Um, and my final choice was Bobby Charlton. Uh, obviously won it in 66. Uh, one of the best players ever to play the game. 211 goals in, in 649 game career. Best England player ever. Um, and it was it was a sentimental choice, but also... He was just an outstanding player, um, and you know it, it's a surprise to me that he, he did only win it the once. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, fantastic player. The only other player that I did want to mention was a player that I mentioned, 
I think possibly on the old time eleven that we did that all those all those months ago, um, which was Stanley Matthews obviously playing for uh, country till he was fourteen, club till he was fifty. Um, he was one of the um, very first Ballon d'Or winners, um, and uh, he obviously only won it once again. But Joe, it just it just shows how much choice we've we've had for for midfielders, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. There was there was so much, and I'm I'm glad that we've had uh, three different choices there, and I think all yours are, are clearly fantastic, and I'm quite happy with mine as well. Yeah. Modric is quite a contentious one because not many people would get him in there, but it's clear to see why he is in there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it 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 illustrates my point um, even more so. People wouldn't put him in. Why not? He won it once, and I know there's a lot of. There are a lot of players also, um, you know, like all of your choices, for example. Um, but Modric was, is, was playing and still is playing in the modern game. And, you know, we're, we're comparing him to the likes of Iniesta and Xavi of, of yesteryear and, you know, De Bruyne and, and Silva of now as well. And, and you're still, you're still c- uh, comparing Modric in that, in that sort of field, aren't you? So, um, yeah. Six interesting choices there. Who have you gone for as your two up front? I know we'll certainly have um, one in common. Uh, so one I've got up front is Ronaldo. Yeah. Um, the the R nine Ronaldo. Uh, you know, joined Barcelona in ninety seven. Yeah. From I think it was PSV uh, after being noticed by Sir Bobby Robson, um, and then he went on to score three hundred and nine goals in four hundred and forty one matches in his career. Yeah. Um, he had he had a three year injury breaking up his career, and I know we've talked about um, certain players on the podcast before who have suffered an injury and then not managed to come back and be the same. Yeah. But then he he had a three year three year time out and and still continued as being the amazing player he was. Yeah. Won the World Cup twice. Um, he's the youngest ever player to win the Ballon d'Or. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm I'm very happy with uh, making the choice to to get him in there. Yeah, no, I'd I'd, uh, I'd agree with that. He's not the player that I've got in, but uh, certainly certainly deserves to be in there. It was only sentiment that um, that didn't put uh, Ronaldo in my team. Uh, but I'll go through that in a second. I think the the final player that you've got in your team is the one that we'll have in common. Who is it? Uh, so I've got Johan Cruyff. Yep. Uh, I believe he won the Ballon d'Or three times. Uh, he did, 71, and, 73 and 74. Yeah, and he came close a couple other times. Yeah. So, um, just just so, so good. Uh, uh, another, all of these are, but he's a, he's a true legend. Um, we talked about him in our player turned manager, 1-11. to 11. Yeah. As a player, he won the European Cup three times, the Eredivisie nine times, the Liga once. Uh, he won seven domestic cups, the UEFA Super Cup. Um, yeah, so it, it's clear to see why he's in there. And um, anyone that wins the Ballon d'Or three times, you kind of have to have them in your all-time yeah, Ballon d'Or team. Yeah, they've got to be all right, haven't they? You know, if they're yeah. uh, if they're winning it three times, and you know, he won it obviously didn't win it in '72, but winning it pretty much consecutively for three years um just shows you know the sort of domination that that Messi and Ronaldo have have got in the modern day. I'm just looking now. When did he win? Um, uh, who who won in 1972? Yeah, I don't know actually who won in 1972. 
I'll, I'll find out now because I, I think um, Cruyff might have come second that year as well. So no, he didn't. So seventy-two was Beckenbauer. Ah, okay, okay. And uh, second was Gerd Müller. Right. Okay. <sighs> wow. But then, but then you continue and and Cruyff won. Yeah, Cruyff clearly yeah. had a bee in his bonnet about that. So he went and yeah. uh, went and won it in seventy-three and seventy-four. Yeah. Um. Quite amazing. Definitely worthy of being in the team. And, uh, it's one that I'm glad we've both got. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I can only really echo that. You know, playing and managing at Barca certainly wrote its name into the history books. Um, one of the best players, po- you know, possibly the best player that we've got here. Um, any Messi and Ronaldo are going to come into the argument otherwise. Um, and then the final one that I've gone for is George Best. He he uh, won in '68, 207 goals in 586 senior appearances. Um, in a career lasting 21 years. Do you know, he probably shouldn't be in here over Ronaldo R9, I mean, or, or even Ronaldinho, um, you know, and there's Maradona. But I, I, I purposefully moved the formation around to get um, Best in because um, he did amazing things at United. He was idolised to everyone there. And, and it was a real shame about how his career and his life really came to an end um, because he, 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 he worked, he was... Uh, as much of an animal on the pitch as he was off the pitch, sadly. Um, but you know, such a gifted player, and do you know, in a weird way, although you're not, we're not condoning what he did off the pitch, which obviously ended his career. Um, but it kind of can make you appreciate um, what he did on the pitch a little bit more because, you know, he had so much raw talent that if he'd have just been a, if he'd have just behaved himself a little bit better off the pitch. He could have been twice the player, and you know this could be. Better for me, best could have been a better player than Cruyff. I, you know, if he, if he didn't have the lifestyle that he did off the pitch, we're talking about natural ability and natural gifted talent, and there's not many players that you can put above George Best. I don't believe when you when you're having that um that argument. So, I had to move him in there, and uh, but nonetheless, still an amazing player. Yeah, I mean, if you were talking about best playing in the modern game with the modern equipment and um, not having that lifestyle off the pitch that he did, which, if we're being, no footballer has that lifestyle now. No, no. They're, they're all shielded and they, they're told what to eat and when to work out and how to do everything. Yeah. If he had that, he would be one of the best there's ever been. So, he already, I mean, he already is. But he, we would be talking about him as being better than Messi or Ronaldo, I think. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But... Uh... but what can you do, hey? No, absolutely. And uh, that signals an end to um, the Ballon d'Or teams. Uh, understandably, we've gone we've gone quite under time for once, but uh, that was because there wasn't really much debate for the first four players, um, and there wasn't really there wasn't really much debate for Messi and Ronaldo either. You know, there's not there's not a lot of debate for any of the players. But um, I'm glad we had a few different choices there just to uh, honour a few different players. Um, we start our, uh, well, we continue actually our all-time um, 11s for specific teams uh, next week. Um, we'll also have a uh, update on the latest news, transfer rumours and what have you from the world of football uh, coming this Saturday. Um, but that's it for now. Have a great rest of the week and we'll see you on Saturday.